Warning. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live. And he, God Almighty, is inviting us to partner with him for his eternal purposes. That's pretty cool, isn't it? He's inviting us to partner with him. But what's been on my heart the last... Yes, Renzo. Yes. Is um, what that looks like for different ones of us because the way that we partner with, with the king of eternity can look different for each of us. And sometimes it's more obvious and, and out on the open stage, you know, and it's obvious what we might be doing for the kingdom. But sometimes it's behind the scenes and that calls for perseverance and faithfulness because it's not seen. How many know what I'm talking about? Okay. Whoops. Sometimes his invitation to partner with him comes at a great high in our lives. I remember when I was 18, I was in a, an amazing meeting in the UK and I went to the front and it was a call to give your life to God and I already had, but this was like absolutely. And I told him, I said, I will go anyway for you in boxes, meaning that I will pack up whatever I have here and I will move to where you say. And he believed me and we've done that twice. <laughs> we've moved boxes across the Atlantic and we've moved boxes across the Canadian-American border. And uh, I very much know that when we give him a little bit of an invitation and, sp and space in our hearts that he loves to, uh, to act on that because he doesn't force himself on us. He loves us to partner with him. So how many of you have said, yes, I'm, you know, those, those dangerous prayers when we said, yes, Lord, do whatever you want. <gasps> right? Some of us have done that, right? Do whatever you want. Okay. So sometimes, though, we feel a little bit uh, like the answer is yes, but there isn't much choice because sometimes we're in a place that is very painful and the only way forward is up. Sometimes the Lord allows us to be in a situation where our hearts are, are tested in some way or squeezed because he wants to help us see what our real calling is, what our real passion is, what our motivation is. And if we were just left to carry on, we would, we would maybe have some other parts of our heart that were like interfering with that. And so he wants to um, really define our motives. And, um, and sometimes he calls us to a sacrificial place. And... Quite surprisingly, the, the portion of scripture that I want to settle on today is in Luke 2. You say, wait, that's the beginning of the gospel, right? <laughs> Aren't we sort of nearer the end with the resurrection? 
But if we look at Luke 2, verse 36, and it's about Anna. Anna um, is declared to be a prophetess, a prophet. And there she was in the temple. What do we know about Anna? There are three verses about Anna in the whole Bible, and I've chosen to talk about them today because I feel like there's a message for us, and I feel like the message isn't a message of encouragement because sometimes we don't understand what God's doing, and I feel like he's trying to ex- he wants to explain. You might already know. But sometimes when some things are hard, we don't understand why. And he's actually shaping our hearts so that we can do something that's of eternal value. Sometimes we feel like, oh, I've got to get past this trial or I've got to get past this stress so that I can then get on with what I need to do. But he says, actually, I'm here because I want to meet you in this. It might seem like the lowest place or it might be a great place, but whatever it is, that's where he wants to meet us. And he wants to make our hearts really count for the kingdom. And so we find out about Anna that she's the daughter of Peniel from the tribe of Asher. We find out her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Okay, what does that mean if her husband has died and seven years, no mention of children? What does this mean for now a widow in Israel? Tell me what that means. She's got a, a life of struggle ahead, right? Because she does not have a husband, husband to provide for her. And she doesn't have children now to provide you know, and, t- and carry on the inheritance and to be there to support her in her later years of life. All right, so is this a, a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I guess we're not really asking the right question by saying that, but it's actually a hard thing, right? And so she has now lost hope of having a family and children. She lost her means of daily income and her long-term security. But her name, shared with Hannah in the Old Testament, means favor and grace. You know how much favor and grace really matters to us in our day-to-day walk? I can really sense his grace and favor on my life, and it makes all the difference. You know when, just recently, just having some time to take a retreat and, and um, so I was encouraged to, to fast for a while. And usually I'm like, well, when's the next meal? But my, <laughs> don't miss out, we still have three meals a day, whether we get up late. But, you know, my focus was really on on the Lord, and I can say that it was absolute grace and favor. It has to be, right? How could you do several days? And that is his grace to change our lives. So Anna did not become bitter in tragedy, but she kept her heart wide open to the Lord. And as we read... She was always at the temple. She never left. She stayed there day and night, worshipping God with fasting and praying. Maybe this great loss was a gift to bring her into a fuller dedication. 
when we're taken to the depth of something, we can turn our loss into focus. When we lose something that would be our security, we have to live at a greater level of trust. I know many of, the, of you in this room already live at that, you know. We live relying on the Lord because he is our hope. He is our only hope in many cases, right? He's our provider. He also surprises us with good things, but we're dependent on him as his children, and that is the safest place to be. Whenever we lean on something that we think we can lean on, the Bible calls it sand, right? She had nothing more to lose, this Anna, and everything to gain. But this wasn't obvious to other people, except that she was there in the temple. Whenever they went, she was there. She's noticed, noted as a prophetess, and she's now 84 years old, which is pretty old. And in this passage, she came along just as Simeon... Well, that's what it says. It says that she was a daughter and she was very old. I said pretty old, right? Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, thank you. I need the help here. <laughs> well, she came along just as Simeon was talking to Mary and Joseph. Simeon is just in the previous few chapters, a few verses, and God has promised him that he's going to see the Messiah before he dies. So she comes along. And she starts to praise God. Why? Why does she start to praise God right then? It's another baby come, right? I know they do look individual, but you know, for her it might have been just another baby, right? One John one, we saw him with our very own eyes. We gazed upon him and heard him speak. Our hands actually touched him. The one who was from the beginning, the living expression of God. This life giver was made visible, and we have seen him. We testify to this truth. The eternal life giver lived face to face with the Father and has now dawned upon us. So we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard about this life giver so that we may share and enjoy this life together. For truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus, the Anointed One. We saw him with our very own eyes. We gazed upon him and heard him speak. Our hands actually touched him. Why does she praise? Because her spirit is so in tune with heaven, with eternity, she knows that she's standing in front of the Messiah. Her spirit recognized the King of Kings, presented here as a tiny baby, otherwise looking perhaps no different from any other tiny baby, and she became one of the people connected to Jesus' childhood. 
But was this connection just a present day event? Or had it been in the works for many years? This is my point for today. What had she been praying for, for 84 minus like those number of years in the temple? She'd been praying for the rescue of Jerusalem. And today, we look not only to the cross where Jesus showed his greatest act of love poured out, but also to the empty tomb, proof of the resurrection that Jesus told himself of Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live and not die. And I feel like her prayers over those years, prayers of perseverance and faithfulness, not yet seeing the fruit, not yet seeing the fruit, not yet seeing the fruit, suddenly were rewarded with seeing the fruit. And I feel like he's encouraging us where he's called us and sometimes nestled us in, in a, between a rock and a hard place sometimes to keep praying because our prayers are part of heaven coming to earth. Anna's life mattered in eternity because she was part of inviting and calling the Messiah to earth. Your prayers matter. Your heart matters because you are agreeing with heaven to bring the kingdom. That might be for your family. That might be for human trafficking. That might be for the schools. You have a calling that is unique to you, but not only to you, because she does. What does she do? She says she talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. She talked to the people that she had been with and partnering with in praying. She had found like-minded people to say, let's pray for this. And so you have people around you who have the same heart and same passion. You can partner with them and be all the more effective, not just you standing alone. Like when you're praying for your family, there's someone else right next to you who's also praying for their family. And how much more powerful that you can pray for their family, they can pray for you and with all the other situations. And so she has surrounded herself with others who are like-minded, waiting for Jesus. And Jesus came and Jesus came to live. He came to live a, live a life that demonstrated what heaven is like. And he invited us to partner with him. And so that is my message this morning. God Almighty invites you to partner with him for his et eternal kingdom purposes. You might feel like you are tucked away in a temple or tucked away at home or tucked away and not seen. Maybe a teacher in a classroom. You know, am I changing the world? You're part of it. You're part of it. So I want everyone to stand. I want to pray over you. And then we're going to invite Holly to come and give her testimony because we believe that this place here is a place where people come and find love and find acceptance and they step into who they're meant to be. And that this is a place where our journey can change from going one way and changing to a new direction. So Father, I want to speak a blessing over everybody in this room that... To there is nothing too small that you're doing. 
And Father, I declare that, Father, for that we would have an, a new understanding of what you're calling us to, that it might seem difficult, it might seem cornered or pressurized, but actually you are calling us to something most beautiful and wonderful. And so, Father, I want to speak a blessing over each of us that we would partner with eternity and we would see your kingdom come. Jesus, today we celebrate that Jesus came as a baby and um, was recognized by Simeon and by Anna and they prophesied over him and his parents were filled with wonder at the things that were spoken of Jesus. We already know some of these things because they've been prophesied in the Old Testament. They've been fulfilled in the New and we are part of that. We have the the privilege of 2020 and looking back and everything. And so, Father, we say yes. We dedicate our lives to you afresh this morning. And we say, here I am. Here I am. We invite you. We say, I want to live so fully and completely for you. And we want to live in your favor and grace, not by my own striving, not by my own fear, whatever, not mine, but whatever, but that we walk in grace and favor, just as he grew up walking in grace and favor. And so I speak peace to you all. I speak joy and blessing. I speak uh, his favor and his presence to fill your home, to fill your neighborhood, to fill your schools, to fill your community place where you go to, to exercise. Lord, wherever we put our feet, let us take your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You can sit down. We're going to finish this morning here by asking Holly to bravely come and give her testimony. And uh, this is the greatest privilege because we've been watching the kingdom unfold in this amazing life. And so, yeah, she's got a beautiful story to tell us. Yeah, can I put it down? Yeah, please. Thank you. Good morning, guys. Hi. Hey, y'all. Uh, okay, so I kind of want to... Thank you. Hey. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So I need to start at the beginning. Um, with my story, right? That's where all of our lives start is at birth, okay? Um, fortunately, I'm not going to go that far back, but that's kind of when my brokenness started because my mom uh, married an alcoholic and I was, uh, we were with, with him for like 18 months of my life, first 18 months. Um, and fortunately, she moved away and um, we, her and I, moved to Ohio um, and that's really where my life started and I lived with my aunt and my uncle and my cousin um, they were never part of church um, so I would always go to like neighbors churches and they would always take me and um, I first got baptized at the eight or not baptized uh, saved at the age of seven um, so that's really when my walk started um, and then after that I settled into a church of Christ I think it was like 13 or 14, um, and that is where I got baptized um, in the church and to become a member. Um, and then a few years later, at the age of 17, um, that's when my life kind of uh, turned really upside down. 
my aunt who helped raise me uh, got sick with cancer and passed away and my grandmother as well in the same week and yeah it was horrible y'all <laughs> like it was it was really bad um and so i i went to depression and i just i didn't want to be here anymore like i just you know that's really when the the anger and depression really started to sink in in my life at 17. like i i hated life like didn't want to be here so um and then around the age of 17 18 after my aunt grandma passed away um my cousin uh a family member um had molested me and it just it made things so much worse you know it i i didn't like i didn't hate men i just didn't trust them you know because a, a man who was supposed to be family you trust family right you know they would do anything for you you would be there for them and it's like well if this guy's supposed to be family you know why why am i going to trust men you know um so it really uh caused me to question my identity you know as, as a person like who am i um and so i came out as gay uh after that and in the church that I was baptized into, um, because I was going through depression and learning my identity, I was shunned. Because you don't do that. You don't, you don't come out as gay. You don't, um, yeah, it's just not what you do. So um, I, I was really burned. I was burned really bad um, by a lot of family at that point. So family to me meant nothing. That honestly was a curse word to me because either they had proved to me that they weren't worthy or they passed away. You know, the ones that I could really trust. Um, so it was just, it was hard. And, and every pastor or elder that I asked about being gay, they went to Leviticus. Like that was the number one book that they went to, right? Man should not lie with man. And I was like, but I want more proof. You know, I need more than just that. Um, and it was coming from a place of hostility um, and not love. Uh, it didn't matter what, see, I saw it as an opinion, not God's word, right? And to me, it didn't matter what that was. Um, and uh, I knew I knew I wasn't wrong, right, for being gay. I didn't feel wrong. I felt that that was a, a hill I was going to die on, y'all. Like, I was, yeah. Um, so, but it also left me feeling very empty um, and trying to fill that void of, of wanting love and, and to be loved. Um, it, it left a really deep wound and um, along with that I tried to fill it with food sex drugs alcohol um, unhealthy attachments that was my top one um, and you know I moved to Myrtle Beach it was I was 20 when my mom and I moved down here and it was the best decision we ever made it really was um, and I, again, was on the search for a church, right? Like, I, I needed family. I wanted to, I wanted to fill that love and, and fill that void. Um, uh, the first church that I went to with a neighbor uh, was a Baptist church, and the first sermon was Hellfire, Brimstone, Damnation. I'm like, yeah, I'm good, y'all. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do this again. So I ended up um, going to a coffee shop with a friend, and 
she thought I needed to join a 12-step group. I didn't have any issues, guys. Like, I was good, right? Like, I just, I'm, I'm fine. I'm happy. Life is good. You know, I'm not going to unmask myself and expose me. And I don't have any issues. I'm happy. I'm good. Um, yeah, that was not true at all. Um, <laughs> so I think I was uh, going to the Wednesday night meeting for about six months. And then I met another uh, amazing, a couple amazing ladies. Um Terry was one of them. She became my sponsor and I did a 12 step group. And then, um, she called me out of my crap. She really did. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she did. Uh, and was like, why are you here? Why are you doing this 12 step group? If you're truly not going to deal with your issues, because I came in, I was like, yeah, I have a food addiction, you know, like I'm not, I'm good. I don't have any other issues wrong with me. Um, it was so vain, I guess is the right word, right? Vain. Um, but so I, um, I stepped away from the church again and in 2020, uh, my mom got put on a ventilator due to complications from COPD. And again, there was another turning point. It was like, well, I'm giving up my life to take care of her and best thing that ever happened to me. It really was. I wouldn't give it up for the world, uh, being her caregiver. Um, and then in February of 2022, she got put on hospice, and my whole life was devoted to her um, and being her caregiver and 24-7, you know, um, whatever she needed. And then she passed away July 7th of 2022. Um, and I prayed, y'all, I prayed. I didn't know God really at that time, or I believed in him like Santa Claus. You know, it was just, which is horrible to say and feel like blasphemy. But now um, I know that's not true. He's so much more than Santa Claus. But um, I was, it, it hurt me to see her in so much pain you know, and, and after she passed, I felt empty again. Like, what is my purpose? I was like, God, go ahead and take me. I'm ready. And the depression kicked right back in. I did not want to live. I didn't. I just, I thought that that was my sole purpose was to be her caregiver, you know, right my wrongs and, and, and make things right. And then after she left, I was like, okay, take me, you know, and, uh, out of the blue, my friend Tracy contacted me uh, last November, and um, that was God, because he knew that he wasn't done with me, and that I had more purpose, and she invited me to her church, and being the skeptic that I am, <laughs> I was like, you know, I just, I was willing, you know, to come, because I, I wanted to visit with her, and I, but I didn't know what I was getting myself into, you know, um, and yeah, so, <laughs> Um, but best thing that ever happened to me, um, you know, and, and I met Pastor Jane and, and Mark and all the amazing ladies that are here, um, have truly taken me under their wing and I have been able to unmask myself truly and, and heal, um, the brokenness from being molested and, and feeling that hole of, you know, mom passing and, and food and, um, still working on smoking. We're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> it's one last vice. Okay. So, you know, 
but y'all, I'm healing, truly healing. And thank you. And five years ago, 10 years ago, 15, 20, you know, um, I could have never said that. Or if I did, it wouldn't have been, you know, true, right? Um, And I've struggled with, you know, my motives. Like, what, what is my point in being here? Why, why does he want me here? It's like, just be, you know, you don't have to do anything. Just be. That's really hard for me, like, (laughs) because I'm always wanting to help and do things and, you know, so that, that's my, my lesson. I'm, I'm healing and being and just, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I, I am proclaiming that I am, I'm healing, definitely, and, and only by him am I doing that. Um, so thank you guys so much. This has been such a privilege because we've watched love unfold in your life, and we haven't been the ones to say. We've just been watching him speak to you, and you are really good at hearing him and listen. So why I just want, Alicia, a couple others, why don't you come, let's just pray, because this afternoon we're going, going to go down and get baptized. Stop raining, yay! And um, we're going to go, if you would like to come and join us at Jan's house afterwards, we're going to have a potluck lunch, um, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of food. So if you'd like to join us, you can. Um, and I think, um, so 39th Avenue is where the is where Jan's house is, but 40th is where we're going to get baptized because 40 is, you know, the number for coming out of Egypt and um, 40 days in the wilderness. So, so come and Sherry, who come and come pray? Who else wants to come and pray? I want a few more, a few more mamas, a few more. Lord, we just thank you for Holly. We thank you that she has chosen to commit her life to you, that she has chosen to be one with you. We thank you that you've loved her unconditionally, and we thank you that you've brought her to us, that we can love her in the same way that you love her. And Lord, we just give her up to you today because she is your daughter. And we just thank you from the bottom of our hearts that she has chosen you. And on this special day of resurrection, that she is going to be baptized. And she is going to be resurrected into a new holly. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for her walk. We thank you for her talk. And we thank you for her being her. We're all unique, Lord, and you were not the same. So we thank you that you've brought her to our family with her uniqueness to be one with us. In Jesus' name. Regina's smoking and anything else that is still holding on to Holly. Mm -hmm. In your name we pray, amen. Mm -hmm. This is the day of resurrection. And we speak resurrection and life into Holly this morning. We speak life and wholeness, healing, total healing. Total healing. Total healing. Addictions are gone in the mighty name of Jesus. 
the addiction that's taking its place is his love. Mm -hmm. His love. Being addicted to his love. There's no better place. There's no better place. Hallelujah. Your transparency this morning has been a blessing to so many that are here. And I just personally want to say thank you for that because you have bared the things that you've kept inside of you for so long. Mm -hmm. And these things have caused others because they have heard your testimony. It has caused others to want to be drawn more closer to God. Mm -hmm. I, I see that there is an unfolding in your heart and it's blossoming and it's blooming. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, just, just sit and be Mm -hmm. and allow the growth to take place yeah. because it's going to attract others to him and you are going to be a mighty warrior for him mm -hmm. and you're going to draw others that have gone through the same things that you've gone through you're going to draw them to him as well so you just sit and you be and you take in everything all of the fertilizer that god is planting in your heart <laughs> right now he's putting it there you just take all of that in and it's going to help to grow you into this beautiful flower that so many are going to be attracted to mm -hmm. When you humble yourself before the Lord, he will lift you up. And I believe that you have done that. And he is lifting you up out of every dark place that you have ever been, every fear that you've ever sat in. He is lifting you up and he is placing you where you were meant to be and showing you who you are. Lord. And he is uh, just going to use you for something mighty. And I, Lord, I just, I pray peace over Holly. I pray that in those moments when she remembers what alone is, that you remind her that she's never been alone and she never will be. And she has us too, Lord. In Jesus' name. And it's time to stop that because he loves you. You don't have to pull off the pedals and say, he loves me, he loves me not anymore because he loves you. The last one is he loves me. He loves you for you. We've chosen some, some scriptures for you today. And uh, the first one is Romans 8. Um, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. 1 John 3, look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. He has called us and made us his very own beloved children. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize him. 1 Corinthians God has united you with Christ Jesus for you. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. And this one, 2 Corinthians. God always makes his grace visible in Christ, who includes us as partners of his endless triumph. Through our yielded lives, he spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere we go. Thank <laughs> you.
And so we continue to bless Holly and we'll go on down to the beach. Whoever's able to join us, please do. And if you're able to come back to uh, Jan's house on uh, um, 20, 30, 39th. 39th, 39th, 39th. Everyone say 39th. <laughs> and otherwise, if you have family commitments and everything, we bless you. Have a wonderful resurrection day and let the fragrance, this is for you too, spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere you go this week. In Jesus' name, amen.